Hello, and welcome to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan Granger. And I'm Autumn Webb, and we are so happy you're here. Let's kick off the episode with your treat of the week. Um, My treat of the week, well, it was going to be my heels class because I've been having so much fun going to that, but my dad just called me right before this, and he invited me to come to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert tomorrow night, and he has like front row tickets. So I'm really excited because I think that's going to be really fun, just a daddy-daughter date. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll definitely bail my heels class to come to see them with you. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So I think that's going to be my treat of the week. I haven't that done it yet. so fun and such a cute dad and daughter date. Oh, my God. I feel like also Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, that'll be such a good vibe and, like, such a fun concert to go to. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. Mine is on a similar theme because mine is that one of my friends texted me on my birthday and was like, hey, happy birthday. Like, by the way, I have tickets to Odessa on Friday that I'm not going to use and I'll sell them to you for super cheap. And Mm -hmm. I was like really stressed because I really wanted to go to this tour of Odessa because it's their last tour. But I like couldn't make the California one work with all of our friends and it just like was literally giving me anxiety but the seattle tickets when i looked like they were always over like 200 bucks Mm -hmm. so i was super stressed and that was like wonderful he gave them to me for a super good deal and i'm super excited so on friday i'm going to the odessa concert and i'm i can't wait i'm so excited we've got some concerts going on this weekend you actually inspired me i like wasn't necessarily gonna say that one but then i was like stick to the theme that's That's a good one (laughs) i know that's a really good one no, I'm so excited. It's going to be Kai and I. We're going to go on a double date with Ella and Eli. It's going to be so fun. Concerts are such a good date. I don't know why I don't go to more concerts. Like, concerts are such so an easy, fun, wholesome thing to do. Also, I hate mm-hmm. myself, though, because I have – my anxiety is so bad. My dad called me, and he's like, let's go to this concert. And I'm like, but what if we get shot up? Like, why is that my first thought, you know? <laughs> it is It is like a valid fear. Um. <laughs> But it's also not like it's not. You're gonna be fine. I know, but now my anxiety is like, oh, because you said it. <laughs> you're not you put that shit into the universe. <laughs> Just no. kidding. We're gonna have a great time. We're manifesting that we have a great. Yeah. People go to the Red Hot Chili Peppers are stoners. We're not gonna have. Literally, be, they're all stoners. It's gonna be a big weed fest <laughs> at this concert. It's <laughs> gonna be so fun. Actually, mm-hmm. so fun. Well, Seattle like just got a new concert venue, and so they didn't have like a big concert venue in Seattle, mm-hmm. only in Tacoma. Um, and it's actually an Amazon like sponsored venue, and it's also our ice hockey rink. And like, mm-hmm. if we had a basketball team, it'd be where they play, I would guess. Um, and they like remodeled Key Arena is what it used to be. But Mm -hmm. now it's, like, beautiful, brand-new concert venue. It's all, like, eco-friendly, so it's, like, a carbon-negative building. And there's literally, like, huge living plant walls, like, everywhere inside. It's super cool. And so, yeah, kind of – that's where we went to Dua Lipa. And, like, now we're going to Odessa. And we're, like – it's so easy. It's, like, 15 minutes from our house. Wow. But we're probably going to try and go. Because also, like, with Dua Lipa – we literally bought tickets the day of for so cheap because people were just like dumping their tickets. And because it's so close and easy, we could do that for like every concert, like just mm-hmm. check and try and get tickets for cheap. So yeah, we're for sure going to go to more concerts because they're so fun. 
you know what I want to do? I want to go to the gorge. I just found out about yeah. that. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, wow, that's in Washington. Like that sounds so beautiful. And yeah, it's like two and a half hours away from like Seattle, I think. But honestly, that it's so beautiful that I think sometime when I come up, we should go and do that because no, it'd be I'm super like fun to find someone to see there because it looks so amazing. Yeah. A lot of people like camp out there and it's totally like, yeah. So you just go and you camp for the night. There's not really like housing around it. Um, so you basically camp for the night or like, because I won't be drinking, we could just drive back, but camping's kind of fun depending on like the weather. If it's sometimes it gets too hot cause it's like inland mm-hmm. a little bit, but it's really cool. Um, so that'd be so fun. I'm super down. I want to go to Red Rocks too, like in that same vein. Yeah. <laughs> we need, know, we need to coordinate. Our, with our, our outdoor concert. Oh, we're on a concert extravaganza now. <laughs> you know, you know, we gotta, we gotta. Um, cool. Well, those are good little treats. And yeah, I hope everyone is participating in the little tree lifestyle. If you guys have cute little <laughs> treats of your week, feel free to DM them to us because we love hearing the little happy things that everyone's doing in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What is your resource of the week? What is something that you've been listening to or reading or watching that you've been really enjoying? So I have been listening to the book Play by Stuart Brown, which is a recommendation from our last guest, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I just really – we talked about in our January episode too, like my goal for the second half of the year is to just lean into like being silly and not taking things so seriously because – I've been so rigid in the first half with my triathlon and this podcast and just like so on a strict schedule that I'm trying to be like, you know what? We're young. I'm 23. Like it's okay to like be all over the place and like be goofy and silly and not have a strict schedule that you follow every day. And um, so on that theme, I was like, what a, what a fun like book to listen to. And it has been – she said it was boring, but it's going to be a hard – like a long read if you're like physically reading it, but I'm listening to it. So it's a lot like easier to digest. And it's been so cool. And like some of the studies talks about are just so cute to learn how like animals in the world play. And I've just been, it's been inspiring me to look and search for more play, like all around my day to day. And I feel like play is such like a vague word, but just like anything that's like fun and brings joy. And so just trying to like find more joy and silliness in my day-to-day life. And that book has helped me like be reminded that it's everywhere and it's not just what you typically think of play as necessarily. It kind of reminds me of like, did you take that um, creativity class with me with the same teacher that did our emerging adulthood class? We should have her on. Oh my God. (gasps) She would be amazing. Great idea. She'd be so down. (laughs) But anyway, Autumn and I took literally the most fun classes of all of college was these two occupational therapy classes. And one of them was like all about tapping into your creativity. And the other one was about emerging adulthood. But the creativity one, the like main thing that I learned is like how much we use our creativity and we don't actually like recognize it as being creative. And like, if you make yourself a meal, like that's creative. You had to like think of something fun and like think outside of the box with the stuff that you had in your fridge. And I feel like that was a huge mindset shift with me on how much creativity with my life is in my life. And I feel that same thing with like play after talking to Chelsea last week of like, oh, there's so many places that like I could lean into this like feeling of play and fun Mm -hmm. that I'm not recognizing as play. And so it's like not as fun. But once you recognize it as like, oh, this is literally just like play for me. It's so much more fun and like so prevalent in our lives. Mm Mm-hmm. 
No, I agree. And we're going to do like a whole episode on everything I'm learning from this playbook. And um, yeah, when I'm looking at all the different like play archetypes, I'm like, I am every one of these. I love all of these things. Like, mm-hmm. and all of these things are in different tasks every day. And I think so much of it is because we're on this like nine to five schedule that sometimes you feel like you need to rush through tasks. But also if you just slow down and like, be a little more lighthearted and like bring joy into the task. And yeah, it might take you like 20 more minutes, but like you might have a way better time mm-hmm. if you just like let yourself enjoy it. It's worth it taking 20 or 30 extra minutes. Like if you put on music and like pour yourself a little mocktail or a cocktail while you cook your dinner, you're not like in a rush to chop your vegetables and like chop your fucking finger off. Then I feel like cooking is play if you make it play. But if you yeah. make it a, oh, I have to do this and that's how it's going to feel. So Mm-hmm. Slowing down, playing more. That's yeah. my resource. <laughs> that is a great resource. And it's funny that yours ties into your episode for next week because mine ties into my episode for this week. I actually just downloaded this book because, like, in sobriety, like quitting alcohol, there's kind of like ebbs and flows of how obsessed with it you are. Like, they're in the beginning, you're like, so, like, oh my God, this is so life changing. Everyone needs to do this because it's only positive. And then it kind of like ebbs and you're like, oh, well, it's like a little bit, I don't know, like I'm I'm not like doubting anything or changing my mind, but like I didn't have that like sparkle obsession, which is also hard when I'm like a sober content creator on TikTok because I'm like, I need to have inspiration. And so I was like looking through books that I wanted to read that are like in the sober realm. And I found this one called Sober Lush and it's so good. And it's written by these two girls, these two women who were like found each other kind of through sobriety. They're both authors. And they were talking through how because they're writers, they like spend so much of their time reading and romanticizing. And because of that, like they romanticize alcohol. It's like just kind of how they view the life through this like romantic, creative like lens. And they were like, it's really hard to view my life now that way without alcohol in it because it's just mm-hmm. felt like it was so key to, you know, a, a romantic dinner with my partner, like always has a glass of wine or a celebration always has a glass of champagne. And so it felt like that was so key to the moment. And they basically wrote this whole book that's about like romanticizing your life and like literally just being obsessed with your sober life and all the cool things that it can bring. And so it's really fun because it's the most fun of like the sober books that I've read. I mean, I think it's up there like Sober Girl Society was close, but it's like literally just all about how you can make your sober life like just as fun and special and sexy and romantic and all of those things without alcohol. And it like focuses on that. So that's been really fun. It's called Sober Lush and the cover's really pretty. It's like a, it's very much like a cool, like sexy book. So mm-hmm. that's my resource. That's a good one. Also, if you're kind of feeling like, you're not like obsessed with being sober right now. And then this book that's on the whole theme of talking about how like soberness can feel unsexy and how learning how to push through. It's like the perfect, what a yeah. perfect book you picked out for yourself. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And like, I love the science behind all of it, but like I kind of was burnt out on the science behind all of it. I was like, I want like the spirit behind it. Like I want to read something that's about like the energy shift and just you know, the vibes, honestly. <laughs> and so like a lot of the books on my list that I want to get to are very based in like the science and health benefits, yeah. which is great and super important and like motivating me. But 
it's fun because it's just like I was listening to it. I went on a super long walk and listened to it. And I was like, this is fun. It's like amping me up. <laughs> like, I think something that I'm beginning to grasp, but it's really, really hard to do. And I think it's like something that comes as our as our brain, our frontal lobe is forming now that we're getting closer to 25 is accepting that things are not like black and white and that things can be everything at once. Like a person can do a bad thing to you, but be a good person. They just did a bad thing or sobriety can be amazing, but it can be boring and it can feel lonely, but it's also so many other things. Like it's okay to be sad about things that you've lost in mm-hmm. quitting yeah. because you are so much happier in general, but it is okay to like still feel sad that something feels yeah because it is different. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's hard to accept that things are can be multiple things at once. And I, I think it's so easy to just with people be like, fuck that. I don't like that. I don't like the way it makes me feel or with things. I don't like the way it makes me feel in this moment, but like it can be more than one. It doesn't need to be just one. Yeah like so complicated. And I think it really is. And like, I think Millie in the episode we had with Millie, she talked about how drinking is like a toxic ex-boyfriend. And that is totally how I feel about it. Like looking back, I wouldn't change anything and I wouldn't change the way that I'm acting now. I don't have any like, damn, I wish I was drinking. Like those are not the feelings that I have, but there are like, which we're going to get into in this episode. It was my birthday this weekend. And there was kind of like a oh, I really have to like reframe what my birthday means in my mind and I don't get to celebrate it the way that I used to because now my priorities are way different and I'm prioritizing my health and I'm prioritizing my mental health and I'm prioritizing all these other things. But I still am like, oh, damn, there's like these fun birthdays that I had in years past that I'm not going to have this year. And so I definitely think like, I think that's such a great way of saying like, it is everything all at once. Like Mm -hmm. I, there are bad things happening that are along with all the amazing things that are happening. And like, you don't have to have a strong opinion either way. Like you don't have to be like, oh, just because there's good means like I should go towards that. Or like, just because there's bad means I should go towards that or like away from that. It really is like complex. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think that that's a big, a big part of it and a big part of like the journey of understanding. So, but yeah, my birthday, we can get into that. Mm Mm-hmm. Perfect segue. Um, I know. So do we want to do like a little like content update on how we're planning on framing episodes? Sure. Why not? So um, Autumn and I have been loving everyone's, you know, engagement and we've been loving making the podcast and we've been honestly wanting to make more content and like we're so divided every week on like what we're going to talk about and we want to talk about so many things and we are trying to fit it all into like one episode and have like an intro where we talk about ourselves and we talk about all these things and we also have an interview and we also were like trying to make sure there's an interview in every episode and it was just getting we were diluting the quality of every section by like smushing it all together Um, so we were chatting and we also wanted to make sure that when we're bringing people on, we're like very intentional about bringing people who will be of value to our audience instead of just feeling like, oh, we need to have an interview. So let's like invite someone on. Um, so because of that, all of those things combined, we decided that we're going to start every week releasing these like mini-sodes. Um, so they're like going to be like 30 to 45 minutes. We want them to be like on your walk. You can listen to it or on a commute. 
And basically one of us is going to like research a topic or bring in like perspective that they want to talk about or like have a focus point and kind of present to the other person. And then we're going to have a conversation about it. So it'll be literally everything that's like in the realm of our interests or in the realm of like being an adult and trying to figure shit out as you grow up. And then like if people really love the content of the episode, they can tell us and we can try and find guests in that realm. And then on top of those every week, um, probably two to three weeks a month, we're going to also have an interview episode that's just going to be the interview. So we're going to have like a few weeks where we have two episodes in the week. And one of those will be like just Autumn and I chatting through our content. And then one of them will be a cool interview. So we think this will be like a much more digestible way to get all the information we want to give you and just like kind of keep the flow going. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be good. And also it's just going to be easier for us to put like better content on here because like Jordan was saying, something that's hard about having guests is that we also have to like make sure everyone's schedules line up. And then if a conflict comes up, like we found ourselves, we kept being behind and we kept like recording on Sunday, editing on Monday and Tuesday and posting on Wednesday. And it was, it's just like never have enough time to catch up or even like, you know, if there's an episode that maybe we're like, oh, you know what, this could be saved for a little longer. Like it doesn't, we felt like we were just looking on TikTok being like, we want to bring someone on who knows stuff about this, but it's like, we want to bring people on who are like, we've been following and we're so excited about, we don't want to, when we were having a meeting about who to bring on, we were like, I don't know. I didn't feel like we were like inspired about certain people. So I was like, we need to make sure that we're truly like very, very excited about everyone we bring on and we're not like yeah, just doing it to do it. And so I yeah. think this would be great. And the whole reason we started it was because we wanted to talk about things that we don't fucking know anything about and learn together. And yeah. like we love doing research and we miss being in school. And so it's kind of like we're putting ourselves in mini school for everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's, it's going to be really fun. And like, when Autumn and I were talking through it, it was kind of, we had this like aha moment of like, this is what we actually intended to do the entire time. (laughs) And we kind of just like got away from ourselves. And like Autumn said, like we wanted to be curious and like learn from each other. And like we, Autumn and I both read so much and we like love researching this stuff. The whole point in the beginning was to like share our just research on these things that we like to talk about. Um, so I do think this is going to like bring us kind of back to like the root, the root of the podcast. And then we're also still going to have interviews and like still going to have all the content. We're also going to have more content. So you guys will get more of us every week. So I think we're going through a rebrand. Yeah. We also are going through a rebrand. If you've noticed our Instagram is getting its shit together. Um, we have an amazing content wizard, Olivia shout out, um, who's been helping us and it's been wonderful. So. Stay tuned. And we're going to keep getting on our shit with all of this stuff. (laughs) But our brief little intro. And then, yeah. So on that note, and really all of this ties in well together because my topic is how to celebrate without alcohol. Because my last weekend or my last weekend was my birthday. So fun. It was on Friday. And I did it without having a drink of alcohol the entire weekend. And Autumn pointed out that that's kind of something that I think a lot of people our age, like honestly don't really know how to approach and know what to do. And I think that's what I hear a lot when people are like interested in sobriety. They're like, I just don't even know what the options are on the other side. (laughs) So I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it'll be fun because it's also, it was Sean's birthday last 
on Saturday. Jordan and Sean have back-to-back birthdays, and I celebrated his birthday much differently. So we can have <laughs> point, we can have perspective from both birthday <laughs> celebrations and what we learned from my weekend of binge drinking and Jordan's weekend of not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can compare and contrast. Um, once again, my birthday super fun. Um, it was on Friday, which was really wonderful, and there was a few things that I did to make it feel extra special. So one of the first things that I did was I took more time off than like planned. Like I think a lot of people do take their birthday off. I didn't go anywhere. And so for a while I was debating whether or not I was going to take multiple days off. Then I was like, no, I'm just going to take Thursday and Friday off so that I can use Thursday to like do everything I need to do to get prepared for the week and do my laundry and like kind of have like a Sunday on my Thursday And then Friday, I'm just like going to enjoy myself all day. And then I literally had like, just like I could do whatever I wanted to do with every single day of my weekend, which was so fun and such a treat. So I definitely recommend that. And like, also, I think being a young professional, like my boss actually inspired me to do this, but I don't think we appreciate the value of a staycation the way that like older professionals do. And I really think like I've been traveling a lot and so I've been taking time off, but I haven't been resting. And so taking time off and staying here and not having the stress of travel was really wonderful because I actually felt like I got like a reset and like a break. So that was a big one. And I was literally just telling my boss that I forgot that you can take time off and just not go anywhere. And that yeah. I'm going to do that soon because I it's hard to really rest on the weekend when you have social plans and errands to run. Like I don't feel like there's a, really a day to like just do nothing. I feel like I'm busy every day. And um, yeah, a staycation. There's an art to a staycation too. No, it was absolutely wonderful and like just what I needed. And Kai and I were debating going on a trip because like, again, I was trying to figure out how to make my birthday feel special without alcohol. And so we're like a trip like could be fun and doing something else like change of scenery. And I'm really glad I didn't because I just have been traveling a lot and I have travel coming up and it was just really nice. Yeah. To like have a day off here. Um, so that was really fun. And then on Friday night to make my like activity night special without like the focus of the activity being alcohol, I hosted an outdoor movie night and I think it's really key I actually just got a comment about this on TikTok about like, oh, do you provide alcohol for people when they're coming over to your house? Or like, do you care if people are drinking when you're not drinking? And I think this will obviously be dependent on the person and their own recovery and how triggering alcohol is to them. Alcohol is not triggering to me at all. I do not care at all if other people are drinking around me. Um, And so I actually prefer it. Like if if people are doing something where they would drink in the first place, I don't want them to opt out because of me, because then like I'm the vibe killer. And also I'm super outgoing and bubbly and will match the energy of the people around me. And so if other people are shy, when they have a couple more drinks in them, it's more fun for me anyway, because like we're all on the level that I'm just normally on. So Mm -hmm. yes, I actually do provide alcohol for my guests. (laughs) And I also encourage them to bring their own because I think that's important, especially if you're naturally outgoing, like it just gets everyone at your same level. Uh-huh. Also, if alcohol is like a social lubricant and like if you're feeling nervous at all in your sobriety about like your social skills, I feel like it helps other people 
or have a little social lubricant to make you. And then you don't have to be nervous what you say at all because they're probably going to say more stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, and like, you don't want anyone to feel like weird about you around their own drinking. Like it's, you know, you want to make people feel comfortable and they're probably going to want to hang out with you more and not think of you as that person that they can't be themselves around or like yeah, have a drink exactly. around, you know? Like- Oh, like that's my parent who I have to like yeah. get my shit together in front of. It's like, no, it's totally fine. And and I think that's been a big thing is like I was so scared that my life would change so much. Mm-hmm. And really like I'm doing the exact same things. I'm just personally not partaking in alcohol. You know? But I think so- a key to that is that the activity that you're doing isn't centered around alcohol. And that's like very different and a very important thing because if I'm, Mm -hmm. and I've gone to like bars and it's fine, but it's not like, oh, I had the best night of my life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think if you can find an activity, like even if it's just like, it's been super sunny here. So we sat on the dock on the weekend and people are drinking, but that's not like the main point of what you're doing. It's way more enjoyable as someone who's sitting out because I can just have a spindrift and it has the same vibe as all my friends, white claws. And like, it's the same energy. Mm-hmm. So that is key. And to do that for my birthday, I had, like I said, an outdoor movie night and I literally made Kai set up a projector screen and a projector. And it's funny because he literally fucking hates projectors. Like, what a weird hatred. Yeah, but why he, did he, what did they do to him? <laughs> He had a roommate who he doesn't like, and he shall not be named. <laughs> but okay, listen to our literally, like, we don't talk about him. And he had a projector, and I don't even oh really know what happened, but like, it was not allowed. So, <laughs> so I've had a projector and a screen for like months, and we have mm-hmm. not been allowed to set it up because no projectors allowed. So I pulled the birthday card, and I was like. We're watching a fucking movie outside tonight. And he was like, okay, I'm not going to say no to you. So we set up the movie screen and the projector. And I think the projector, I actually got it from like a work gift exchange. But I think it's like maybe $100 on Amazon. And it was really good quality. And the projector screen I got at Target, but it also came with one. Um, But the Target one was a little cuter. (laughs) Fit the vibes better. And so like it just in general, it was so fun, especially on a sunny night, like a warm night. Mm-hmm. We were like under the stars. We watched couples retreats. It was like me and all my couple friends and we wanted a movie that was like good for girls and guys. My friends had some drinks, but like I said, it wasn't like centered around drinking. I Another good tip is like indulge and like let yourself snack. So we had cake and cupcakes and like yummy snacks and like nostalgic candy and I had like um, Olipop root beer. Mm, those are and good. so just like having like treats for yourself makes you care less about the fact that like you're not having alcohol. I think if you are like, oh, I'm not going to have alcohol and I'm not going to substitute it with every- anything, you're just like so aware of the vacancy <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's happening. So I do think – and AA philosophy – doesn't agree with this philosophy, but I would. I did not go through AA, <laughs> and that's not my philosophy. AA doesn't support a little treat philosophy. That's weird. No, they really don't. <laughs> they really don't like the idea of substitution. <laughs> so. You know what's funny is I when I saw like your pictures and you sent me stuff from from the whole setup, I saw the the wine and I was like, I wonder if she bought that just for the aesthetic, or <laughs> if she like intentionally bought it for people like because she 
wanting to have people drink. But honestly, that makes so much sense that you like want people to feel comfortable and like have a yeah. drink if they can. But I was like, is that for the aesthetic? Because like, why else is buying <laughs> that? <laughs> no, I literally just have like I've had like six bottles of wine in my house that I'm just like uh-huh. ready for guests when they want. I also love hosting. <laughs> I'm like, please be having a good time. Drink the fucking wine. You're like, whoa, I don't want it. But yeah, so I do have it on deck. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really fun and super cute and special. So that was great. And then I have some other like pro tips. So one of my pro tips, if you're going to a situation, honestly, any situation, caffeine is your best friend. You can totally convince yourself you're buzzed if you have enough caffeine. (laughs) Like the first night I went out, I only had caffeinated ahas and I had so many of them that I literally was having heart palpitations (laughs) when I came home and I couldn't sleep all night. And I was like definitely hung over the next day, like hung over in air quotes because I like, like gave myself a minor heart attack and couldn't sleep all night. (laughs) So like know your limits with caffeine. But it is a great tip. It does feel good in the moment, like when you're like coming up on your on your on your coffee or like your Red mm-hmm. Bull. It, it really does. I you I feel the dopamine. I feel the serotonin. Yeah. And then if you drink a little too much, it's like like a different world. It's like, <laughs> wow, I'm gonna kill myself caffeine now. The, caffeine leads to the strongest drug in the world, anxiety, and that shit is crazy, crazy, <laughs> and a vibe killer. Wait, cleanse your vibe way quicker than sobriety does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, know your limits on caffeine, (laughs) but it's a great tip. It's the same thing. (laughs) All of them, mindful drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I wrote little treats Mm. because those are key. And then, oh, another fun thing, like if you're trying to make something special is to play into nostalgia because I think if you're doing something without alcohol, that's also nostalgic, people are like more into it. So if it's like something you did when you were kids, and I think that's why like the movie theater vibe worked. Because mm-hmm. it was like very like we don't need out like we know that this is fun without alcohol. We have like muscle memory of doing this when we were kids that like we didn't need alcohol for it to be fun. So that kind of like helps the vibe not be centered around alcohol. Um, so nostalgia is a great tip. Also, concerts are so fun sober. So like try going to a concert sober because it was literally better than being drunk at a concert. Mm-hmm. Um really think through the invite list and like who you're having there in your space. Because if you're uncomfortable about someone being there, you don't have the like wine to make you feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. like I'm an over inviter and I was just very conscientious of like, okay, I want to make sure that like I could actually have a solid conversation with all the people that come to celebrate and like are hanging out with me because I don't want to be spending my birthday like anxious about having a conversation with someone. Yeah. So invite list is important. Um, yeah. And then I have all my favorite like types of non-alcoholic drinks. Yes. I would love to hear those. I just recently tried my first non-alcoholic beer, the yeah. um IPA. And it is so good. The only thing I wish is I wish it had the same coloring as a beer because it's in like a glass. And it would be nice for it to feel like a hundred percent, like you're just drinking mm-hmm. a regular beer. I don't like that it looks like water, but it tastes really good. And because it it tastes just like a fucking Lagunitas IPA, like the exact same. And I'm like on the same vibe as what you were saying. Like I just embody other people's emotions. So when people around me are having a drink, I'll just like feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. And so when my roommates want to have like one glass of wine on a work night, I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I'd rather just have this Lagunitas. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so cheap. It's like $4 at Trader Joe's. So that is my recommendation. And they are no, really, really, really good. And they're gluten-free. So it's nice because if you're a gluten-sensitive girly or you just don't want to drink it, then you can feel like you're having a beer but not have any of the yeah. you know, alcohol effects or like gluten effects either. So that's yeah. my recommendation. No, those are really great. Um, that's the like hop water one, right? That mm-hmm. Olivia posted about. Yeah. So good. Um, also, there's zero calories, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it's literally just like in a glass bottle. So it feels like you're drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. Like the I, that's why I just wish I had some food coloring. So it had that like orangey <laughs> color so I can feel 100% like it's a or beer. Even was like in an amber bottle and then you wouldn't even notice. Like Yeah. Like put it in a green bottle like a Heineken. I don't even need mm-hmm. to see that it's clear, you know? Yeah. Yes. So that's wonderful. I've heard wonderful things. I actually haven't had the hop water, um, but it's great. But my favorite non-alcoholic beer is Athletic Brewing. And I've heard all of them are fucking amazing. They taste just like a beer, like to the point where my friends will be like drinking beer and I'll be like, try this. And they'll be like, it tastes just like this beer that I have in my hand. You like (laughs) literally can't taste the difference. Um, My favorite is the Hazy IPA. Um, the other IPA is also good. Those are the two that I've had. They have like a Mexican one that I think is trying to be like Corona. Um, they have like a light one that they just came out with. They are so good. And like their whole identity is around like, it's called athletic brewing. It's like for athletes who are training and don't want to be drinking, but like want a beer. So it's not even Mm -hmm. like, I mean, they're all for everyone, but it's not even just for like, if you are sober, like you could just not want to drink that day and like have a non-alcoholic beer. And I think non-alcoholic beers are the most accurate tasting of like any of them. So like definitely recommend a non-alcoholic beer as a replacement. Like that works. It totally – and like what you're saying, you can like placebo yourself into being like this beer has alcohol in, to it, in it. But like it, of course it doesn't. So that's my favorite. And then wine. I was a wine girl. Fucking love my dry Cabernets the most difficult to find of all of the non-alcoholic options. I've been on a mission. You can go through my TikTok and see me reviewing (laughs) a billion of them. And I think I'm going to have like a tournament this summer. I've been like brainstorming in my head. I'm going to do it of like definitively ranking than all the different wines that I've tried. But I do think the favorite that I've tried so far for a dry red blend specifically is the groovy non-alcoholic dry red. And it comes in a can, which is fun for like a boat day or like anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But they just, they have the flavor down. It's really, they either teeter on like too vinegary or like Mm -hmm. too grape juicy. And you're just like, "Mm, this tastes like balsamic or like this literally just tastes like grape juice. So it's kind of, it's been tricky, but I think they got the balance. They got the complexity and the dryness down the best of any that I've tried. They I all because wine just actually doesn't taste that good. Like, I think a little bit of my theory. People, <laughs> every time I drink wine, unless it's a very like expensive wine, I or I'm really drunk, I truly don't like the flavor that much. Unless I, I do think, it. like, I don't know. Yes, I agree. I actually learned that. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think first. So I think that experience like someone commented this and they were like you literally cannot differentiate the taste from the experience like Mm. you can't separate those two things in your mind because you always have the experience with the taste and so 
you don't know if it's the taste or the experience that's like making you like the thing. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. So I think like, it's like, I do like miss having a glass of Cabernet. Like I would love, that's like the one thing that I'm like, damn, I wish, like, I wish there was a perfect non-alcoholic one. Cause it's like the one thing that I want to drink all the time. Um, but I did read that you can turn like, I guess malt, I don't know, into beer without turning it all the way alcoholic, but you have to de-alkalize Mm-hmm. wine. And so I think that the process is a little bit different. So they can make more accurate beer than they can wine, which also makes more sense. So yeah, it's usually just like a little bit too, it's too something, too much something. Mm-hmm. But the other good one that I just tried is Buzzkill and that's a Sauvignon Blanc. And I do think that's a pretty accurate Sauvignon Blanc. I am just not as much of a Sauvignon Blanc person as I am a red person. Um, And then Vibes. So there's Kin that everyone knows about. And it, the whole idea is that there's adaptogens in it that like uplift your mood, but, and I think they work, honestly. Have you had kin? No, I want to try, but then I'm like a little scaredy cat, but I put alcohol in my body. So I don't know why I'm scared of these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, you could just like try it in like little, like you can like microdose your way up (laughs) and see. Cause like, I do think there's an effect, but I also am like, I also think that my non-alcoholic beer makes me drunk. So I might just be placeboing myself again. Um, but yeah, I think it works. The, I only like the high road. I would have loved the other one in concept. They have like a day one and a night one, but the (laughs) night one has melatonin in it. And I've learned that you're, melatonin is not great for you. So it has like really, really minuscule amounts of melatonin, but it's like, okay, are you using adaptogens to like chill my vibe or are you just putting me to sleep with melatonin? (laughs) Like Those are two different things. So I only do the high road, but there's a new one that does adaptogens that just came out called Bon Buzz. That's also really good, specifically the spicy one. And then, like I said, Olipops, fucking amazing. I love those. My favorite sparkling waters are the Lemoncello LaCroix. Mm-hmm. So good. And Raspberry Lime Spindrift or Caffeinated Ahas. Watch out. <laughs> Don't give yourself our validations. <laughs> and then my favorite, like, non-alcoholic spirit. One of them is Pathfinder. That's like, very herbal. And, like, it's, like, CBD-based um, or, like, hemp-based. I don't think there's actually CBD in it. But – ritual is this like non-alcoholic spirit and they just sent me a box of their stuff it literally tastes like tequila but like without the part where you like gag and it burns your throat like it has like the complexity of tequila and like smells like tequila but it doesn't have like the alcohol part it's so made a market uh yeah i literally took a shot of it because i was like this is crazy and i just like drank it because i was like what how is this so accurate and i wanted to see if it like burn i was like how and it literally tastes like tequila. I made a tequila soda with it. Like I've, I've tried. Um, wow. Really good. 10 out of 10 recommend the ritual. And then I did a tasting of all – they sent me like all four or they sent me a tequila, a gin, a whiskey, and a rum. I tried all of them and they were all fucking crazy. I was like – like literally I do not understand how wow. they nailed the flavors of these so well. So yeah, try ritual. It was actually like crazy. Um, but yeah, those are my that's my brain dump of favorites and how to make your day seem special. I love all of those things. And I think the biggest thing with celebrating without alcohol is like you said, doing things that are fun sober. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that should just be like whether you're drinking or not, like 
a rule of thumb, like do things that you would have fun at sober. Like my roommate was saying that she wants to do like a month sober, but she was like, oh, I really want to go to pride, but I don't want to drink. And I'm like, wouldn't pride be fun? Like sober? Like, oh God, no. And I'm like, okay, well then maybe like, I don't know if it were me, I don't, I wouldn't want to do things that it should only be a booster. It shouldn't be like the yeah. source of fun. But something that I learned from my weekend of binge drinking yes. was I didn't like – definitely drank a lot and more than I have in a very long time, both days. And I just don't think I ever want to do that ever again. Like, can I say <laughs> that? <laughs> I say that. I probably will because I'm not like perfect and whatever. Yeah. But it's just like the main thing that is a bummer to me is that like I had a lot of fun, but I don't remember it as clearly as I would like. It's not even mm-hmm. like, oh, I was too drunk and too close to like – it's just like the memories aren't as vivid like and it was Sean's birthday and I feel like I barely even saw him because we were just like so whirlwind, like crazy party drink. Yeah. And so I'm just like – I was like, oh, it's kind of a bummer that I feel like I didn't see him and that I feel like I don't even – Remember, like, I know we were dancing a ton, had a ton of fun dancing, and then I know we got in a stupid, ridiculous drunk fight. Of course. <laughs> We've never had a drunk fight, which is oh. hilarious. We've literally never had one. And we were sitting at my table waiting to go to, like, his friend's house to drink there. And I jokingly said, should we get a drunk fight tonight? And he was like, yeah. And then we did. <laughs> I don't even know why. I was like falling asleep. I look over. He's like slithering out of my bed onto the floor to sleep on the floor. I was like, what are you doing right now? Slithering. (laughs) He's like, I'm sleeping down here. I was like, for what? Like, what's going on right now? He's like, I'm going to Uber home. I was like, you are way too drunk to Uber home, first of all. Second of all, you're going to Uber home with Buddy right now? Like, you can't. That's not safe. I will not allow it. And I was like, go to bed. Let's talk in the morning. He's like, you never want to do that. You never want to talk in the morning. That's how I know something is so wrong. I was like, no, we are hammered. Nothing is wrong. This means that nothing's wrong. He goes, I know you're going to just hope I forget about it in the morning. That's what you hope. And I was like, no, I just know we're not going to care in the morning. Oh, my God. And we wake up, and I was like, so do you, are we like upset? He was like, no, that was ridiculous. And I was like, that was, it started because he knocked a picture of mine off the wall and broke it. And then I was livid. And then I don't even know. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> so that's something I don't love that that happened. And, <laughs> um, and I just feel like I don't, I wish that I could remember, even though there were so many laughs and like we danced and had fun. It's just like my, the memories aren't as vivid and I feel like I don't get to cherish them as much because of all the drinking and then on Sunday, I literally felt so depressed, which sucks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just kind of like an energy hangover for a few days. And so I think like I'm someone where I don't want to binge drink like that two days in a row, really. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just hard because since drinking is like so much like dopamine and you just want to do it more and more and it takes like an hour for each drink to set in, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm only going to have a few. But then you have a few and then you're like, well, actually I could do it. Have another one and another. And then yeah. you're like, then you just get to take it too far. So um, I think my rule of thumb is maybe just one weekend drinking one night if I'm going to drink big like that. And um 
And I'm excited this weekend to be sober and wholesome. <laughs> Maybe not have any sip of alcohol at all because and what I need what? a reset. <laughs> yeah, I do think like once you start noticing these things, like because we talked about it, I'm sure you notice it a lot, but like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's how I feel. Like I wasn't planning on fully quitting, but then I was like, mm, it doesn't really add much. Like it mm-hmm. really just takes away from me and I, it makes me sleepy. Like I didn't realize how sleepy it makes me. And like, that's why I like crave another drink because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like down and sleepy. So I like need the up of the new drink and it just like cycles. And I think some people are like, like, I'm just very impulsive. And second I have a drink, I'm like, yeah, more. And so I'm like, well, there's no, and like one, I don't really care about one drink. And so there's no like zone that like feels good for me but I do think it's beneficial for everyone to notice like what actually feels good for you with alcohol and like what actually adds to your life and like where can you cut back for things that are just like taking away mm-hmm. and I do think like you were saying like having an activity that's fun without alcohol like I think our friend reunion was perfect our friends were drinking like some nights I think some of our friends like drank a decent amount and I wasn't drinking like a couple other girls weren't drinking and I think it was so fun for everyone, no matter what, because the actual time we were having was fun. And so like those who decided to drink and those who didn't, like it didn't change how fun the situation we were in was. And that's like so key. And so I think like, I don't know if that's the biggest thing, like make sure it's a fun thing. And I, I don't know, with John's like, it's hard because in a situation like that, because like it probably wouldn't have been as fun without alcohol also. Cause it was like a bar weekend and that was, yeah. that wasn't our plan originally either. His like friends last minute came down from Newport. And so like, we we're not even supposed to go out. We we're supposed to like just do dinner and like a movie and just us two all weekend. And that's also why I'm selfish. I'm like, I, I didn't get to like just have a couple's weekend, even though it's his birthday and his friends came to <laughs> Like I'll do what he wants to do. Yeah. And, um, we were only supposed to go out the one night and then his friends ended up all staying at my house. And so then like they all woke up there and they're like mimosas. And then it just like started, it was then only supposed to be a day drinking, but then it turned into a night drinking. And so it was just like, it was so not our original plan. And we just went with it, but letting go of control, going with the flow. So in a way I did something good. You did. You did. And I learned lessons. Yeah. That's where like, um, I think someone, the sober curious girls like calls relapse reminders and like not that you're relapsing because you're not quitting and like committing to that. But I do think the thought of like conceptualizing every time you drink as a reminder of like take note of like what felt good and what didn't and like Mm -hmm. try and reframe. And I also think like a lot of people, if you go in with a plan, it's going to go well. Like if you go in with no plan, I feel I like, be like nope, a plan's never gonna work. Oh no, I know, but I feel like I mean, also yes, because it's slippery. But I feel yeah. like it makes sense. Like your weekend makes perfect sense because you were like there were no boundaries on anything that was happening. So yeah. like, of course, you guys are gonna yes man each other and like keep going. Like, mm-hmm. of course, that's what you do. And so it totally makes sense. But both fun weekends in their own ways. <laughs> Both celebratory. Happy birthday, Sean. Yes. A cancer and a Leo. <laughs> Leo cusp, you might say. We both are cusps on opposite sides. Um, I think it's very indicative of your personalities too. Yeah, it for sure is. I cry a lot. 
<laughs> and he has me <laughs> Well, that was fun. That was so fun. I'm so excited to do more of these. I think it's been great. Mm-hmm. Me too. Woo. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you want to end it? Or? I don't know. <laughs> like, how else are we going to end it? That's fine. That's cool. fine. Cool. See you next week. Cool. <laughs>